Welcome to Middle Movers, a podcast for entry and mid-level marketers who want to learn from people on the same rung of the ladder. I'm your host, Khadija, and I'm a growth marketer at Manchester-based Six and Flow. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. We're here for episode four of Middle Movers podcast. I'm very pleased to announce that we have Daniela Lazarovic from Bridget, Senior Marketing Manager over there, joining us today. Hey, Daniela, what's up? Hey, everyone, how's it going? Good, good, how are you? Good, just another day. Just, just <laughs> another COVID day. COVID marketing life. <laughs> Perfect, I'm sure people won't get tired of hearing about it because that's just life now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll talk about that as one of the trends I'm sure today, but yeah, I'm excited to be here and thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for accepting my invitation. I know it's been a while, so this is good. I had the pleasure of working with Daniela for the folks who don't know. Um, but yeah, for the fresh, I guess, ears on this and hearing about you for the first time, uh, why don't we start off with three fun facts um, that you're comfortable sharing? Oh man, I was thinking about these and I was like, I don't know what to share as my fun facts. Because I think I always just assume I'm quite a boring person. No, um, not at all. <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, I've popped on my kneecap twice, which I feel like is a cool fun fact to have. Um, a lot of people haven't had that pleasure even once in their life, and I've had it happen multiple times. Um, Perfect. <laughs> it's a pain no one should feel. <laughs> yeah, I haven't yet, knock on wood. Um, but twice is impressive on its own. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank You're you welcome. so much. Anytime. <laughs> um, another thing is I rescued a dog, Buddy, from Cuba. So my partner and I adopted him uh, probably two years ago now. Um, so yeah, he's a lovely little doggo. He's a mix. He's like a melting pot of different breeds. He has like some shepherd in him, some Basenji. Um, and yeah, brings a lot of laughter to our life. Yeah, he's a good boy. That's for sure. Do you have a third one? Oh, yeah, my I was like that's you know that's more than enough I was like we can, uh, we can address one. the rules it's fine um I've been learning to play the ukulele uh specifically during COVID and I picked it up Christmas Eve is when my partner bought it for me as like Aww. a little Christmas gift um because I was just needing I really needed a hobby yeah because I didn't really have much to do at night when work was done uh since we were in a lockdown and yeah, I was kind of like, hey, maybe I'll pick up a ukulele because I really enjoy singing. But I've always felt like I needed a tool to be able to like sing confidently. Um, okay. So yeah, I started learning how to play ukulele. I bought the ukuleles and then downloaded an app and here I am. And you're killing it. I love when you post on your story, whatever song you've been learning that week. The, yeah. fame, the fame is coming. I can sense it. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah. You'll become a ukulele ukulele player do you know what i was surprised didn't make this list and it's nothing bad it's completely pg but i'm gonna say what i thought was gonna be on the fun facts list um was that you really like you go hard with your halloween costumes like (laughs) they've been so impressive and i'm like oh surprised that's not on the list but yeah folks don't know that's Um, hilarious no i that's a good one. Well, at least now I know that next time when I have a fun facts thing after prep four, that's one that I should include because I think that is a good one. And yes. Halloween is something I always love, um, always gets me super excited. 
what would you Actually, say would be like the favorite costume you've done over the years if you can pick one it's a bonus oh, question definitely violet Beauregard. did i say that right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you did that was a really good one i was so impressed oh. That one was just, my face was purple for like a day after, and oh, I no. broke out so bad from painting myself violet, but it was so much fun. I really, really enjoyed that one. Oh man, I'm glad there were lots of pics that came with that, because that one, yeah, it's a Hall of Famer for sure. And I didn't dress up this past year, uh, just because we were working from home, and I don't know, I just like didn't feel that spirit, the Halloween oh, no. spirit was missing. So hopefully this year I'll dress up and it'll be a little bit more fun. I hope so. We look forward to seeing that a few months down the line, what you come up with. All right, Daniela, if you could tell us a little bit more about your current role at Bridget, what you're up to during the COVID marketing lifestyle, as you, as you put it. Um, yeah, so I'll give a bit of a background on Bridget. So we're a construction tech company uh, and we're based out of Kitchener, Ontario, which is in Canada. Uh, we're a little bit over the 50 person mark now. Um, and we had our Bridget Field product, which was geared towards people in the field, uh, helping them with their punch list and inspection management. And a couple of years ago, we launched Bridget Bench, which is for workforce management and resource planning. Um, so it's been an exciting last couple of years, kind of launching that new product, seeing it go to market. Um, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, kind of growing that client base. That's awesome. And, yeah. And where do you fit into all of this? What do you do? Which I know you yeah. do a lot, but I'll let you put it in your own words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, so I'm the senior marketing manager. So currently I lead uh, the marketing team and a lot of that marketing strategy. And there's a little group of us marketers at Bridget now. So there's myself as the marketing manager. We have content product marketing, uh, marketing coordinator. We have some market dev. Uh, and then we have brand design as well. And so, yeah, the team has definitely grown. Um in the last year especially and then in terms of like the things that i oversee it's everything from like demand generation through to content uh product marketing uh event marketing field marketing uh, we do a lot of direct mail as well uh so mm -hmm. everything everything in the marketing gambit i'd say i like that word word of the century there it, it, does that yeah. even make sense i don't know marketing gambit let's go for it is that going to be a spin-off from the queen's gambit <laughs> yeah that's that's probably where it came from i love it that's awesome it's really good to hear and see that you folks have had so much growth especially in the last year as it's been a lot of people just trying to figure out what to do next and and how to pivot quickly so that's mm -hmm. really awesome to hear um and yeah yeah go on i was just gonna say that was a big thing for us mm -hmm. in the past year as well as like covid hit and then a lot of our plan for the year was event-based. A lot of it was in-person. So it was mm. kind of having to pivot quick, go to being more like unpaid activities, uh, doing more online virtual stuff. Um, so yeah, it took a lot of pivoting, but it's kind of cool when you go through that experience to think like, wow, I probably never knew we could pivot this quickly or probably never knew we'd be able to do this virtually. Um, so mm. that's been a really good learning experience. That's awesome. And then I remember like when I was back on the team, there were quite a few, like people were just used to kind of meeting in person and like the product team in particular would go and like meet with clients and things like that. And how have you found um, like that part of the adjustment to be, do you find like people are receptive to kind of more of the, the virtual client meetings or, or how was that challenge in particular, if it was a challenge? Um, 
I don't know if it was a very big challenge. I think people are receptive to it. I think the biggest thing was just making that shift. Mm -hmm. And I find that it's especially hard when you're someone who enjoys being in person. Like there's people who love to work from home, do stuff virtually. And I think the big shift was probably like for people like myself, like I really thrive off of other people's energy, especially when in person, I like to like just jump into a brainstorming session or like be able to like go for a walk or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really hard for me in that first month. And it was like a lot of change because I always like love going into the office, yeah. love seeing people's faces. And then that quickly pivoted. And now it's almost like I'm seeing too much of people. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just I know what like, you mean. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's still real time in a sense, like where you can like schedule meetings with people or ask them to like hop on a Zoom or something, but it's still not the same as like just having those moments where you're like all together in a room. You're like, oh, like we should talk about this more. Like, let's just, like, you can always shift and like be real time to a certain extent, I feel. Yeah, 100%. Which it's kind and of like I, lost that magic, I guess. Yeah. And I feel like so much of marketing is that brainstorming aspect. Definitely. Which. I hate saying like it's been lost because of going virtual uh but to a degree I think it kind of has been because like you have to be very intentional with like that brainstorming piece whereas before it would kind of come up naturally in conversations right um and uh, now you kind of need to like be like okay these 10 minutes we're gonna give towards brainstorming um Mm because I find that like especially now a lot of my days like go 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 like jump into this meeting and then I need to block off time in order to do this right um so yeah, being intentional around that like brainstorming piece uh, has been like a big learning for myself and I know for like the marketing team at Bridget too. And then just like in general for marketing, what made you want to go in that direction and, and enter into the field of marketing as a career? I laughed so hard when I saw this question because I was oh, like, no. I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> okay, um, Because like I, I never intended to go into marketing. I didn't go to school for marketing. I was actually in English and HR and so my first goal when I was in university I was like oh yeah I'm gonna be a teacher maybe high school I don't really know um and then I took a couple HR courses and I was like "Ooh, actually no like I want to be an HR professional I don't know I want to drive like an HR like want to run an HR team want to drive HR strategy do all of that and then I went and got my HR diploma my certification uh, and then I had gotten into a master's program at U of T and I was like, oh, going to go get my HR master's. I don't know what I'm doing, but this is wow. going to be so much fun. You went and hard. Then, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I was hardcore, like HR diehard, I guess. Yeah. Um, which is, there's a lot of similarities between HR and marketing, I find. Um, oh, okay. but also a lot of differences. Um, and then I was like, Hey, I need a job to tie me over from graduating undergrad to then when my master's was going to start. So I started applying like entry level HR office management positions. Oh, okay. And then that's when Bridget was hiring for an office manager. So I was like, I'm going to apply. This would be a great opportunity. Right. Um, And so I was going through that interview process. And then Mallory, who's the CEO at Bridget, she was like, actually, like, I think you should try marketing. Like maybe marketing is more your thing. And I was like, there's no way. Um, I've never done marketing I didn't go to school to marketing like wouldn't you have to have like foundational experience or knowledge to like go into a marketing role Mm -hmm. um and she was like take a couple days think through it so I took the weekend and I was like I don't know I don't know like should I do it I always really wanted to do HR should I do marketing 
And then I think like one big thing for me was that mm-hmm. I was like freshly out of school or like out of my undergrad. And I was like, if I'm going to dive in and try something and like have fun with it, I might as well do it now. Right. Um, not like you can't do that at any other point in your life. But I was just like, I got to do it now while I'm still young. <laughs> um, so weird. No, um, it was normal. So yeah. Yeah. So I took the leap. Um and then I accepted the marketing role and I never looked back. And now, like, when I think back to, like, wanting to be an HR person, I'm like, there's no way. I think, like, marketing really? is way too fun. And I'm, it's just so – every day is different. Every hour is different. Um, I find, like, I'm always challenged doing new things. And marketing mm-hmm. changes so quickly that I feel like you constantly are learning, meeting new people. Um, yeah. I don't know. I love it. I'm so glad that I went the marketing route. I'm glad that you're happy. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, again, like I, it totally wasn't an intentional career route that I took. Like I never intended to go into marketing and it's kind of just like where I landed. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then like now that you've been in it for a while, like besides like, you know, the variety that it brings and stuff, what else is it that you like about it? Or is no really one thing? Or is there like maybe one area that you really enjoy? What is it that keeps you wanting to get out of bed and like do the marketing thing? I think like I already touched on this, but the challenge of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, not like any other industry isn't changing. It's not like any other team isn't constantly going through changes and like having to learn new things. But I think right in marketing, like it's super important to be able to pivot quickly, execute quickly, mm-hmm. um, fail a lot. Like I think a lot of marketing is failure and like learning from that failure. Um, and although everyone, I think, to some degree hates failure it's such a good Mm -hmm. learning opportunity um and yeah I think that's what helps me stick with it and like get so excited to wake up is that is knowing that like tomorrow I'll be doing something different than what I was doing today Mm -hmm. um and that there's such a creative component to it and like sky's the limit with marketing for sure no I 100% agree with that and yeah I love the challenge aspect that it brings the variety and then also just like I feel like not that there isn't this in other roles but I feel like some roles like for example like sales or even HR can be more formulaic while marketing like there's no one way or two ways to view like how to solve something or what to try next or you know ways to pivot so yeah it really can keep it exciting and like you never really stop learning I don't think it matters what area of marketing you're in you you have that component to, to look yeah, forward to yeah there's so much of marketing that like can be templated to a degree mm-hmm. and like you build out your checklist like you know what works well uh but I think what's so cool about marketing and like you know this as like a growth marketer is that like there's yeah. so much that can be tested and experimented with and like really even if you do have a formula of like something that works really well there's mm-hmm. so many other things that you could change to optimize that even further for sure no, I completely agree with that. Um, and then for you personally, it seems like it's been a, a big and like positive last year at Bridget. Um, but for you personally, like in your role or just like leading the team or whatever the case is, um, what would you say has been like the biggest challenge of marketing like over the last year with the rise of the pandemic and everything? Um, I was thinking about this one and I think it's kind of like twofold. So like from mm. a marketing perspective, I think it's exclusivity. Like how do you in a virtual setting have people feel like they're in a situation that's more 
like one-on-one personal but then also exclusive mm-hmm. um because in the past you could run like small dinners with six to eight industry leaders at a table and kind of market that as an opportunity or like right um a women in technology breakfast or like whatever it could be and I feel like now um a lot of it has to be done virtually and even though I know we all the time like say well virtual is not that big of a difference like you can do- still do so much virtually there right. is an aspect of it that's lost um mm-hmm. and that you gain from it being done in person so I think that's been the biggest challenge and like especially when it comes to events and conferences um virtual stuff like that I just feel like it's not on the same playing field as it was in person no definitely uh, when you look at like virtual conferences so mm-hmm. I think that's been the biggest challenge how do you continue to give that exclusivity to potential clients or like existing clients mm-hmm. um while virtual and then like in terms of me personally I think the biggest thing has been work-life balance if someone was to say like what's your hobby I wouldn't know what to say honestly ukulele <laughs> now I have the ukulele so I can say that yeah true <laughs> Um, but before that, like, um, yeah, it's kind of hard, especially during the winter in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, like you can't spend as much time outdoors. Like it's kind of cold. And a lot of the stuff with being in lockdown has been shut down. Um, so like you need things at your house that you can do. And like after work is done, like kind of being able to shut off and do those things and like actually get your brain to stop thinking about work stuff, um, has been something I've tried to be a lot more intentional about Mm -hmm. because I perform a lot better when like I take that time to rest and like not do work stuff at night and like when I take time and like take breaks for lunch and whatever else it might be um that's when I find I do a better job yeah I would I would agree with that it definitely especially if there's like a task that maybe you kind of left off or like taken a break from and you're like maybe you get a second win at night and you're like oh like I could totally just work on this now but, like, yeah, it's harder if you don't have something else to occupy your time, like a hobby or whatever the case may be. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely important mm-hmm. to take those breaks. And, yeah, just remember that you can't do it all in one day. And, it's yeah, it's just important to step back sometimes. It can definitely be hard. And just on the note, as before, you were talking about um, virtual events. But have you, like, been an attendee to virtual events? Or have you folks kind of been hosting virtual events? Or what's that specific experience been like for you? Yeah, so I've personally attended a few uh and then we've also like as an organization uh sponsored a couple and then we also do monthly virtual client q a's um we found those to be super successful um but yeah again it's kind of hard like especially when you want to have that like one-to-one networking opportunity Mm -hmm. that's where i find like the virtual is lost in a way um but i just like personally trying to make up for it by like reaching out to other marketers in the space mm-hmm. having coffee with them um I think I've had to be a lot more intentional around that with COVID uh sure. whereas in the past like you go to an event you bump into someone you start having a cool conversation uh it's a lot easier to like meet new people uh hear about like new experiments happening whereas mm-hmm. now you have to do a lot of that leg legwork and like reach out to other people that you think may be doing cool things or someone who's like a level above you that you want to learn from. Um, yeah, doing a lot of that like outbound reach out yourself. That's definitely something that, yeah, folks can think about and like ways to get creative. Um, Cause yeah, I remember back in the fall, I went to like a, a virtual 
conference for black professionals in tech and they had like kind of different booths that you could go to from different sponsors and things like that but yeah it wasn't the same just popping in there and like virtually raising your hand and then hoping to have a conversation with someone you wouldn't just meet organically like they had people that were designated for that which was a different experience of course like just moving with the nature of the times right now but yeah it's not the same as just having that in-person experience and yeah bumping into someone and just striking up a conversation so um that was intentional in its own way but it definitely felt weird to have it kind of orchestrated in that fashion i found anyway yeah yeah so. no 100% i agree with that and then just kind of on things that have happened over the last year this is going to be a theme for for a while i think <laughs> like i don't want it to be like every episode where we talk about it but i still think it's early in the year and like a good time to reflect on the last year so i'm going to yeah. ask you um what did you find was overdone either like in marketing or just in business in general um in 2020 maybe a buzzword you saw too much, maybe similar kind of invites to certain types of events you were getting. Like what was something you're like, I hope to not see this again for a while. <laughs> can I say COVID? You can. I don't know. <laughs> not shocked, uh, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the biggest thing for me, I honestly didn't even um, think twice about this one. Like the biggest thing is, I cringe every time I see unprecedented and even like <laughs> talking about COVID um, even though like obviously COVID has had had like, I think a huge, huge impact. Yeah. Uh, probably one that we didn't even think it would have to this degree. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think a lot of people are trying to try and do their best to like think beyond COVID um, and try and do whatever they can to like, at least me. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if this is like, my way of like reverting away from COVID. So I don't need to think about it while at work as well, but like trying to do whatever I can to like not bring in that COVID angle if possible. Um, yeah. And I think it like helps me also have like a light at the end of the tunnel. No, for sure. Yeah. And I feel like at the start of things, like when we were all starting to kind of shift our ways of working and things like that, it made sense to have the COVID angle because it was so top of mind. And not that we're not thinking about it, as you said, but it is just a part of our day-to-day -day life now and we don't have to keep pushing mm -hmm. that angle. Like, I think there was a time and a place for that. So I would definitely agree that, yeah, hoping to see a pivot from that or a continued shift from that is is a positive way to go. For <laughs> for this year, looking looking forward to hopefully good vibes and good times in 2021, um, do you have yeah. any predictions about marketing and how things might change or any trends that you're thinking that we'll see? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think we're already starting to see this, but mm -hmm. direct mail having a comeback. Um, people like went the digital route um, and mm -hmm. direct mail was kind of like left to like the Home Depots of the world with like flyers and stuff like that. And then right. it was kind of like taken on by the Alice's and the Sendosos mm -hmm. um, by trying to be like that middleman. But I think organizations are going to start kind of like running their own direct mail programs. Like I know we do it at Bridget and a mm -hmm. lot of it is account based. Um, and we have like multiple step programs where we loop in like paid ads, sales outreach, and then do the direct mail as well. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of organizations are going to start bringing that in-house, especially going into this year because mm -hmm. everyone's getting bombarded with emails, with calls, with LinkedIn messages. Exactly. Uh, and people need a new avenue of like targeting prospective clients and existing clients as well. Like I think there's mm -hmm. a big opportunity for direct mail there. 
Um, but obviously there's like the added complexity of a big percentage of people working from home, especially in Canada. Um, yeah. Goes for the US as well, but like not to the same degree. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be the big one for this year and like even going into 2022. I think so as well. Um, yeah, I was actually talking about this with one of my coworkers the other day because um, we were just talking about direct mail and people like have been getting more direct mail as well. So just like people sharing what they've been receiving. Um, and yeah, it's just like, as you're saying, there's so many emails and, you know, LinkedIn messages and all of these, you know, electronic means of communication happening. And it's so easy for someone to just ignore a message or, you know, move their email to trash. But if something arrives at your door, like at the very least, you'll pick it up and look at it, even if you don't engage or there isn't that next step. I think it has a better chance of landing. And also, yeah, it's just something different to differentiate yourself with at this point. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. And like if the presentation's there and you can really wow that person with Mm -hmm. what you've sent them, whether it's like a paper based direct mail or something that's more of like a mug whatever the kit might be yeah Um, but yeah if you can wow that person you'll make a way bigger impact than an email in my personal opinion yeah I think you're I think you're spot on there and when it comes to like direct mail campaigns in general do you personally enjoy working on them is that something that you get joy does it spark joy for you does it spark joy (laughs) yeah direct mail is one of those things that you hate so much as the marketer that's assigned to like launching and like working on it yeah Uh, but you love it more than any other campaign you'll ever do it's so weird it's so weird I've never felt this way about any other marketing tactic that I've ever done like direct mail is such a hatred but also such a love I don't know (laughs) that made no sense (laughs) but like no I get it yeah it's very tedious like especially when you don't have a platform that you've brought on to run it um it's like very manual to put together um, you have to think through like the entire thing to make sure everything hits perfectly that like you've ordered everything that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, there's such an impact that it can make on pipeline in terms of brand awareness. And then for me personally, like being able to work with my hands and see the final product, yeah, and go from like having like hundreds of papers, hundreds of like unfolded boxes, hundreds of mugs like with logos ready to be popped into a box, and then like seeing it getting shipped um yeah yeah it's almost like having a marketing event go super successfully Ooh, almost that's pretty good almost (laughs) that's a pretty big scale (laughs) yeah (laughs) no but like yeah I don't know direct mail like it gets me so excited because I think there's such an opportunity no I definitely think that as well and like yeah there's just something about yeah either sending out a package but also like you think about how it is for that person on the receiving end or like if you're a recipient like what that feeling is like and it's just it's different than just getting like oh yes here's another email from like I was on this list and of course I received this because obviously I've subscribed mm-hmm. or whatever right which it's still yeah. nice if you're wanting that content but it's still yeah it's nice to get something different to change it up mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah I think the only thing that makes me nervous though with direct mail is if you like think your list is up to date and you're just like you're feeling yourself you're sending it out and then it turns out that like the address is wrong or something or like it arrives and you know maybe the package isn't you know intact or something those are the things that I think about but once it leaves it's it's out of your hands quite literally so yeah literally (laughs) but that's why it's important to like have someone call to make sure the address is up to date or like have Mm. someone double scrub the list double scrub double check Um, I like double scrub (laughs) And then double scrub sounds better. And then obviously another like really important thing is like making sure 
you order things that aren't breakable. Uh, and if you're going yes. the breakable route, like you better hope there is padding in that box or envelope. Yeah. Padding? I don't know. Quadruple bubble wrap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> awesome. And then outside of work, of course, you talked about, you know, having hobbies like the ukulele. ukulele. We'll see how many times we've said this in the episode when we listen yeah. back to it. <laughs> we can just we can just short form it to Lele. Lele? Lele? Is Lele? That- <laughs> Is that what you've named it? <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. yeah. Does your ukulele have a name? No, it doesn't, but I should name it. Oh, okay. I'll check in with you in a couple weeks when the episode Sounds drops. Good. So I can put it in yeah. the description. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, outside of work, um, what do you do to improve on your craft, either directly or indirectly? Yeah, 100%. So like one big thing is reading blog posts, obviously. Um mm-hmm. I think that's like I'm not a big podcast person. Um, not yet. Even though like not yet, but it's changing. I actually like just subscribed to a bunch. Once oh. you reached out, I was like, maybe I should become like a podcast person. Um, so yeah, I've subscribed to a bunch, so I'm excited to start listening. Nice. And then, but yeah, like blog posts is a big one for me. So like stuff like Gong, Chili Piper, mm. um, HubSpot is like another really good one. Following those, and then like Growth Hacker communities too. Um, I try and keep a tab on all those so I can keep learning um and then another big thing is like reaching out to other marketers for virtual coffees Mm -hmm. um that's something that I find super helpful and like I try and be intentional in terms of marketers that are on a similar level to me and then just so I can learn more like tactical stuff from them and then ones that are like a level above in terms of career developments like directors of marketing heads of marketing uh, that I can really learn from in terms of like scaling a team, my prof- professional development in terms of like my career growth. Uh, that's something I found super helpful. And then like awesome. going to virtual marketing peer to peers, that's something I try and do on a quarterly uh, basis or like every two months or so. Uh, whenever there's one that pops up, I'll try and attend one of those. And then like mm-hmm. one thing that um, I've been doing since like October ish is. Uh, meeting with like a marketing mentor coach and that's been um, super helpful for me and I find that like that took me to another level in terms of career growth that has super has been super beneficial to me that's really awesome yeah this has been um, yeah like really different answers and like I I feel like as you were saying like it's kind of harder but you have to be uh, more strategic in how you like meet with people especially like it's already in general like bef- like pre-covid i guess it was hard to like ask people for time especially like people at the exec level like everyone's just so busy but then it's like you add in the component of like people being attached to their screens all the time and like having those virtual meetings which i mean you could do phone calls too but it's something about seeing someone like face to face even if it's just on camera that kind of adds that extra layer to it um so yeah that can be hard but it's good i'm glad to hear that like a that you're doing that and b that people are receptive to you know being on the other end of those kinds of conversations so i think people out there listening will probably find that helpful if they're thinking about yeah how they can grow professionally like outside of their their office realm so mm-hmm. that's yeah 100 percent. and like i think everyone's always super down to help another marketer like especially mm-hmm. if someone was to reach out to me and be like hey i'm a coordinator i'm looking to become a marketing manager i'd be like yes of course yeah. like i would have loved to have had someone to reach out to so like obviously I'll 100% like return that favor Definitely. and like I'm yet I'm yet to have anyone say no so fingers crossed <laughs> um yes. but yeah like I 
totally recommend people reaching out to other marketers and learning from them. And then like, I think I know like you and I used to do a lot of stuff around like fuck up nights, but like, I think the biggest thing, especially for marketers that you can do to like hone in on your craft or like improve your craft is like make those mistakes. I don't obviously want to be like, go make mistakes just for the heck of it. Um, But like, I think when I think to like the things that I've improved in terms of a marketer, it's been from stuff that I've like completely effed up. And like, I mean, talking like sending a two minute clip to 80,000 people when it should have been a full blown webinar that I sent as like a follow up email. Uh, Those are the type of mistakes that like make your heart drop and you like stop breathing for two minutes because you're like, I can't believe I made that mistake. How did I even do this? Oh my God, like they're going to kill me or like whatever it might be that's going through your head in that minute. Um, But like, that's a mistake once you make it, you're never going to make it again because you're going to put processes in place to ensure it doesn't happen. And I think that's, as a marketer, you need to fail and you need to fail quickly and then like improve those processes even faster just to make sure they don't happen again. Nice. Look at all that advice for the folks out there. Yeah. All all the sage wisdom. We love it. Yeah, exactly. Execute quick, fail quick, and then improve even quicker. Perfect. And then my last question for you um so not necessarily I don't want to be like what's your five-year plan or where do you see yourself in five years because that's such a cliche but in general (laughs) where do you hope to take your career I like this question because I don't know I've been doing like a lot of career plan thinking recently um I think like one thing that I did support at Shopify that I like want to get into again was like international marketing so okay um doing marketing to like the I don't know Europe UK and then like the APAC region so like Australia and stuff like that I think there's cool challenges and complexities that come with international marketing um and it's a cool skill set to have (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that's like one thing I really want to learn more about and I think that will help me take my career to the next level and then I think Mm -hmm. the next step for me is like owning more of that strategy piece from a marketing perspective so like trying to shoot for that director level um and like trying to level myself up there would be like probably my next step that I hope to go I hope to go into that direction wow those are two big things I haven't really like heard anyone talk about international marketing in particular so I think it's cool that yeah there's kind of a different area obviously there's lots of folks in it but that's that's kind of a different area that um I haven't really heard anyone say they hope to explore their like it's cool to be in one area of marketing, but also cool to just be open to, you know, diversifying that skill set because there are so many areas that currently exist and probably will exist in the next five, ten years that we haven't even thought about yet. So it'll be interesting to see what direction you take and, and how that all works out for you. So Yeah, I'm excited. I feel like it's um last year was a big year of pivoting and growth and I feel like this year we'll kind of like maybe not as much pivoting, hopefully we'll see. Yeah. Um so yeah, hopefully continuing that growth. And like, again, I think like the most important thing as marketers is like continuously trying to level ourselves up because like things are mm-hmm. changing so quickly and we're constantly having to like shift and learn and relearn and like make mistakes and learn from those mistakes and try new things, try new experiments. Um, sure. That I think that's the most important thing we can do for ourselves and for our career. Putting the work to lay that foundation and, you know, wherever that takes you next with your learnings and 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, I think like just even having those conversations and like as you're doing like meeting with other marketing professionals, like you're just exposing yourself to so much like outside of your office space and outside of like the space that you are working in at this time. So I think that's so mm-hmm. important to, yeah, just keep an open eye on everything. Yeah, 100%. Right. Well, thank you for joining me. I really enjoyed yeah, no catching up. This was awesome. And like, I knew like quite a few of these things about you, but it's nice that we got to like go deeper on some of the things that we'd, you know, talk about by the water cooler, as they'd say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, shop, awesome. talk shop. Exactly. Talk shop. Yeah. Sitting? Shop yeah. talk? No, that's. I think that's it's talk right. shop. I don't know though. <laughs> I'm not good with the saying, but, sayings, obviously. That's okay. You're good at other things. So, a lot of other things. <laughs> yeah, ukulele. There you go, another one. All right. No, but thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure.